Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to 2017 to Medellin. Welcome back to mi casa. We here. So haven't done one in a while. My fault, y'all. But I've just been trying to figure this out and how to, like, you know, introduce this into my schedule, into my time, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my co-host because he's still on medical leave, trying to figure out if we're going to have guests on the show, if you want to call it that. So I've been trying to figure all that out. And so I really apologize for those that do like to hear what I have to say. I really appreciate you for uh, taking the time out of your day and actually listening to me. Like, I really appreciate it. And it means a lot. So we're going to jump into it. First thing I want to get to is so the um, Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian incident where Tristan quote unquote fuck Kylie's best friend or made out with her or whatever the case may be. So my thing is like the nerve of any Kardashian to to even have an opinion on that due to the fact how many of them how many of these bitches have taken niggas away from other women? Like seriously, honestly. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, chill out, sis. Like I understand it happened and the way it happened was a little wrong i don't think kylie should have cut off her friend but in a way i have a funny feeling that kylie had an idea of what was going on and just didn't want to say nothing pretty much out of sight out of mind so with that being said that happened like a week ago whatever the case may be but that gets into my topic of conversation cheating what causes someone to cheat Cheating is not okay. It's never okay. But when is it the right time to cheat? When is it the right time to do it? Who are the right people you do it with? How do you try to live a double life? So with living a double life, I think I lived a double life like nine to eight years ago. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, having two full relationships. Not having a side and Amin had two full relationships where both women thought they were the main one. Please don't judge me. I'm being honest. I was young. I got away with it. Actually, didn't get away with it, but it was just wrong. It was wrong to play with both people's emotions. So I'm not condoning what I did, but I'm just sharing something of my personal self that I did. And it's, it's actually one of the hardest things to do because you're living a double life. And the hardest thing is, is keeping up with the lie. So on top of that, I had two full relationships. I would have to pay attention what movie I watched with which one, what places I took the other two. I had to break down certain conversations to make sure I didn't bring up that conversation with the other one in case I forgot who I had the conversation with. And financially, very expensive. But it got tiring, and one of my female friends, she pulled me to the side, and she said, look, you have to make a decision, because this is weighing down on you, and it's a lot, and the truth shall set you free. And God damn it, she was right. The choice I made, though, was short-term. I told my best friend, I said, you know, I need this person in the now. I don't care what happens later, and that only lasted 13 months. But at the end of the day, don't don't go by what I'm saying. But yes, I lived a double life and it was exhausting, excruciating, a lot of work, a lot of lies, just keeping up with a lot of things. 
So I have a friend. Well, let's not even bring up my friend. But the question is, what what allows you to cheat on your spouse? What is it that makes you take this decision, go down this route, this road, however you want to call it? What is it? So I think a lot of it has to do with the honesty that we don't have with our partner. That that being open to admit, look, this is what I don't like about this relationship right now. Can you please fix this? Because I don't want to look elsewhere. I think sometimes we're afraid to be honest because we're afraid to hurt the other person's feelings. And by thinking about the other person's feelings, we tend not to express how we feel and what would make us feel happier in this relationship or something that we could work on together. So we tend to not say how we feel and what we do is we hide that within and becomes becomes a bomb inside of you. And it's an explosion waiting to happen. Like it's going to happen sooner than later. And when it happens, what usually happens is you tend to seek attention elsewhere. You seek attention elsewhere because someone's giving you what your lover, your fiance, your wife, partner is not giving you. And I think communication is key, but... How do you tell someone that you're in love with that they're not performing sexually the way you want them to? That they're not performing oral the way you want them to? They don't kiss you the way they want to. You don't like their bad habits. You don't like this. How do you sit down and tell someone that? How do you tell someone to change who they are? And I think us not being able to do that and having the capacity to have that level of communication with people. Because when you're with someone, they're supposed to be your best friend. You know, you got to make your lover your best friend. You know what I mean? That way you won't seek to do anything elsewhere outside of the relationship. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for people to open up in that manner to let someone in like that. You know what I'm saying? Are you really in love with someone? Or is it just the infatuation phase of the situation? And that's what we have to figure out when we use this word, I love you. We are very loose to use the word, I love you, and not knowing the context and the substance that it holds to it. You know, the two strongest words, I believe, are love and hate. So can you tell someone you hate them? That is a strong saying. That is a strong, that means they burn your soul. And then vice versa, when you tell them you love them, it's the opposite. And I think in this era, we've used this word freely and loosely. I think it's bad. And I think we should learn how to communicate with our couples and also figure out if the way we feel is just an infatuation phase. Are we feeling this way because we're just infatuated with the person at the time? Like how how do we describe this feeling or how do we describe this this form of emotion? How do we express that and and how do we not try to seek elsewhere for certain things? And with for me with women, when women seek elsewhere and cheat, women are emotional creatures. Women wear their emotions on their sleeves, but when a woman is gonna cheat on you and a woman's gonna get physical with another man, oh, is to me it means a whole lot more. This was a thought process that was thought of. This could have been two, three years down the road, someone lining your spouse up, waiting for you to fuck up. And finally, 
getting your spouse or your spouse allowing for that to happen. With women, it's more emotional. And with women, it's more of the emotional connection that you give them. And if you're not giving them that emotional support when you're in a relationship with them, believe me, women would seek it elsewhere. As with men, we're physical creatures. And I think for most men that do cheat or look out, seek elsewhere from their relationship, I don't think it's at times something they're missing is just... I don't want to say in our nature, but, you know, ladies, you do call us dogs. And at times we tend to behave in that manner. So with men is more physical. It's the, mm, the want, the need at that moment, the quick fix. As when women cheat, oh, man, it's it's an emotional. It's an emotional process that they go through. He doesn't love me the same. He doesn't tell me I'm pretty. He doesn't compliment me. He doesn't tell me he loves me anymore. He doesn't kiss me in the morning. He doesn't kiss me before going to sleep. He doesn't randomly buy me flowers. And it's a whole thought process. And as a guy, honestly, if I was to ever get cheated on, and I'm sure I got cheated on, maybe never found out or maybe never cared to. But if I'm in a relationship and I'm getting cheated on and I catch you cheating, but I catch you physically cheating with my eyes. I catch you in the act. I'd rather... I actually rather see you make out with an individual than actually hold someone's hand. Holding someone's hand is a form of intimacy. It's a form of emotion. Holding hands is what you do with me. Now, if I catch you doing that with somebody else, that that means to me that that person meant something to you, that you were willing to show public affection and hold that person's hand. And I'll be devastated by that. Like, I, you know... I'll be so, so hurt because now you're giving the person what you give me. So, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword. You know, men don't talk about it as much, but, you know, we're, we're very prideful. And believe me, when we get cheated on, it does hurt. It hurt. It hurts more so of your ego. You know, what is it that he had? That I didn't have. And then you know, a bunch of things run through your mind. That he have a bigger penis. That he orally do it better. Does he kiss better? Does What is it that he has that made her seek that? And that's when insecurities come into play. And now your insecurities, you hold them within. And what happens with your insecurities, every relationship you go into, they trickle down. They trickle down into every relationship because now you're insecure. Because there's one person has fucking tarnished your heart and soul and now you have this wall up and this wall is gonna prevent you from falling in love with other people this wall prevents you from opening it up to others and all it creates is the same cycle of you being in the same situation whether it's cheating seeking attention elsewhere if you don't get these things off your chest and and just let it go I don't think you can ever move on. And I think when someone does something to you, I think that you have to have empathy on what what their actions are. You have to have empathy and understand where this person is coming from and why they did what they did to you. You just can't hold on to that hate and reg- that hate and that that pain because you're never going to move on from it and you're never going to have a successful relationship and what's going to end up happening is every relationship you in 
the same thing is going to happen over and over and over. History is going to repeat itself and the same cycle is going to continue. So it's up to you to break that cycle when um when it comes to relationships. You know, and it's as many people as you date or been sexually involved with, all your partners mirror themselves. Because we're, attra- we're attracted to one type of person. They might have different similarities. They might be different in certain ways. But in the long run, the person is the same person that you dated in the past. We like the same thing. It's like when women like, oh, my God, I can only find these bad boys, this, that, and the third. Because that's what you're attracted to. You're not attracted to the working man. You're not attracted to the goody two-shoes guy that's going to buy you flowers and, and treat you like a queen. You want that bad boy. You want that guy that you can't introduce to your mom. You can't introduce to your dad. Women like that kind of guy, that badass. You know what I'm saying? That badass, oh, he's great and bad and this, that, and the third. Like my homegirl said, niggas with bad credit, all they got is good dick. We ain't shit niggas. So, shouts out to her for that one. And, yeah, this is pretty much the cycle of relationships and how how things work. So, when you now... I'm, I know I'm jumping all over the place. You know, most of my, um, most of these recordings are off the top of my head, and it's written and whatever's on my mind. I just blah, spurred out. When, hmm, where do I go with this one? Where do I go? Dealing and talking with someone that you know you have no business talking to, knowing. If the world were to find out that you're dealing with this person or you and this person are conversating in a certain way and the world finds out and you become a pariah, what is it that with that attraction of the I can't have this person at the moment, but I want it. So I'm still going to stir the pot to see where it goes. And I guess it's just because we're we're curious creatures, you know, curiosity killed the cat. But satisfaction brought it back. And it's always that what if. You never want to live your life as you're dating is, damn, what if. That girl could have been that what if. And you never want that. And then vice versa, I guess women at times feel the same way. And I guess that's why we, even though we're in a relationship, we flirt. We tend to flirt with people that we're not supposed to. Is it to get your partner jealous maybe maybe some maybe low jealousy helps out in the relationship because then that person wants you more and they want to protect you more they want to protect what they got or just is it the fact of knowing that you could get away with the situation and not get caught you know you don't you don't want to play with fire especially when it's like a three-way thing because when you play with fire someone's gonna get burned so it's not going to end for the good. And as an adult, I think you have to make that decision and where that situation is going. And believe me, I'm I'm one for all the bad shit. I am I am one for all the taboo and the don't touch cuz you're going to get burnt. I I am so that person. You know what I'm saying? I'm a risk taker and I'm that's who I am. You know what I mean? I, a man once told me a man that doesn't take risk is not a man in life. And I love to take risk with everything I do with relationships, 
personal life decisions, everything. I just, I'm a risk taker. I like to take risk. I like to touch and play with the unknown. You know, I'm, I think I'm king of, of taboo. And I think that's why I put myself in certain situations. And, you know, at the end of it, you know, they, they bite me in the ass. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy where your friends are like, you know, Bobby, don't do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. And then, boom, shit happens. But that's just the way I am. And I think a lot of us are like that. And it's just the curiosity, the human nature of us wanting to, to try something that we can't. Or something that we're going to get frowned upon. But knowing that it's like a little hidden secret makes it so much more exciting and erotic. And I guess that's what we are as humans. You know what I mean? As sexual beings. You know what I mean? I think, you know, when you decide to be in a monogamous relationship, that is a big step. A lot of people talk about monogamy. But is that what you really want? Is that what you really want? Is this the person you want to spend the rest of your life with and sexually be with the rest of your life? Are you okay with being with someone that sexually might not understand you the way someone else does? And I think that we like to play with that. You know, monogamy is not meant for everybody. And... You know, kudos to people that are monogamous and are in a relationship and are happy with their spouse. But I just don't like the people that every time you, well, you can't tell everybody how your relationship is doing. But the people that swear they have the greatest relationship in the world, and they don't. And I think a lot of us get fooled by Instagrams and pictures and things like that. It looks good on pictures. You know, a picture could say a thousand words, but do we know the truth? Do we know if they're having sexual issues? Is there sexual frustration? Is that person performing? Is you know that person even have the ability to perform in bed as a guy and get it up? Is she attracted to him? These are things that people don't say when they put pictures up on social media. And I think it this goes back to me starting the beginning of the cast that I said, you know, we just have to be open in what we tell our significant other. I don't like how you suck my dick. I don't like how you eat my pussy. I don't like how you fuck me. I don't like how you ride. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that you come in 30 seconds. These are things that have to be said and brought to the table no matter how hard does it hurt someone's feelings, but these are the things that have to be said. That way we can understand this relationship and that way infidelity won't happen but we don't have that and it could be something as simple as you leaving dishes in the sink and i just don't like that shit and this will cause you know the elephant in the room would never get addressed until one day we have an argument and we're arguing about blue and red and i'm like no fuck you i don't want to be with you you don't know how to suck my dick and you're like what i just left a fork and a plate in the fucking sink jesus christ and that's how these things happen is poor communication. And like I was saying earlier, we know we withhold all that in and we become these ticking time bombs. I think for people that want to be monogamous, I think it's something that you should wait in life. Like it's something that you have to have your experiences through your 20s, 30s, 
And closer to your 40s, I think it's time for you to, I believe it's time for you to hang up the boots. I think it's time for you. <clears throat> you had enough play. You had enough sexual partners. You should be good at this craft by now and vice versa with the other person. I don't agree with people that get married and their spouse is the only person they had sex with. Oh, man, that is usually a disaster waiting to happen. A disaster. Because in reality, this is the only thing this person has ever had sexually. And now, anything, any any little, any any other person that just talks that right game or catches you in that vulnerable state where they, you know, they're that person that's caring and wants to be there for you and you fall into that and they could kiss better than your spouse they could do everything better than your spouse and your spouse is probably not even the greatest thing in bed but this person is like two notches better oh man is your spouse in trouble because for the last seven years of your relationship you've been thinking he's daddy long dick and that is not the case so people that get married young hey i respect it you know, my grandparents were like that. And I'm sure my great-grandparents were like that. But that's just, uh, you know, recipe, a disaster for re- recipe for disaster. You know, you I think everyone should explore, even, including women. I think women, like, if I'm going to ever get married and settle down with someone, I want them to be sexual experienced, like very experienced sexually because I am a sexual creature. You know, I love sex a lot. I'm that guy that can have sex like all day, every day. That's what I do. I'm not trying to tweak my own horn. Like I can have sex four or five times a week. Like I'm okay with that. But if we're going to do that, if that's what you want me to do and that's what I want you to do and we're going to bring that savage out on each other, I need you to be experienced in bed. I need you, you know, I don't want this to be your first rodeo because we're never going to have that sexual chemistry. We're never going to have that unique bond sexually. You know, that rhythm. It's like, you know, Kobe and Shaq playing together on the floor. You know, it's just that that match. We're never going to have that if you only had me as a partner. It's not fair towards you. And I don't think it's fair to the female if she's only had one partner and he's... He's more experienced and experienced different partners sexually. I think that's a little selfish. I think if you're going to get married, I think. This is just my opinion. Hey, I could be wrong. I think sexually you need to be experienced. I think we all have to go through our whole phase. I think we all have to be sluts and just go through our whole phase, you know. Have our one-night stands. Have our friends with benefits. Um, I think we all need to go through that before we settle down and before we have a monogamous relationship it's just it will be so much more convenient you know you got that out your out your system i got that out of my system and now you know we have retired from being hoes and now all we want to do is be together and just sexually enjoy each other because we don't want no one else because we found that right person sexually that pleases us sexually. That's just my thought on that. Nah, I could be wrong. Oh, I'm just talking shit anyway. So doesn't really matter. Question. Would it be okay if you died 
and your brother ends up dating your wife. Hmm. Sounds sounds a little weird, but this was a conversation I was having with three of my friends. And um, you know, like what 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 is okay to for a friend to date another friend's wife if he dies or she dies? Like what is the okay factor? Cuz I've noticed with mourning for some reason we get horny. I think is I think I believe is in our I think it's just in our nature. Like, you know, you mourning and you just get horny and I think it is cuz the, the miss of someone and that other person that's there for you helping you mourn, they remind you of that person that you lost. And I think you kind of get sexually attracted to that and you want that person. Like, when is it okay? When is it okay for that to happen? This is why I need like a host. And my host is on maternity leave. He got pregnant in a gay cruise. Don't ask any questions. It happened. Now he's pregnant. Now he's not on the show. But when is it okay? And I need a I need guests. I, mean, I can ask questions. So anyone hears this and wants to be a guest, just please feel free to, you know, like, I think you can leave me messages on this app. Please feel free. And I'll be more than willing to interview you. It just makes it so much easier, like the give and go. Like I said, most of these are off the top of my head. So a lot of it, you could you can hear, I wouldn't say the confusion, but you can hear like, kind of like the thought process in my head of it just flowing naturally um yeah so when is it okay like i don't know when when is it okay to date your best friend's 